Hello, everybody. I hope you guys are having a good day today. Welcome to the Frosted Tavern Podcast, episode number one. Today, I'm being joined by the one and only Mr. Flo, aka Feralis, who is, uh, give me one second, I don't want to mess this up, a community and a player support lead. But I feel, I believe he's beyond that. I think he's, uh, he's more of a mentor and uh, a person everybody goes to when they seek for support. And uh, he's beyond helpful. And uh, honestly, I, I don't know if I can make a better introduction for him. I'm very glad to have him today on our podcast. Um, thank you for always for being here. And then I'm being helped co-hosted with Ducky, who is just right underneath me. Unfortunately, we don't have a cam for her, but it is okay. Um, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, and uh, I'll let you guys, uh, for Alice, you can introduce yourself if, uh, more if you want to. And then Ducky, you can go right after. Well, hello there. Um, yeah, like I guess like most of the peeps that watch you know me. Yes, um, I would agree. To everybody else, like yeah, I'm currently like um, as you mentioned, the community and player support lead for the cycle for Jaeger development, which is a game that you and Ducky like to play. Yes, very much. And so. um, how do we know each other? This is basically because we played two tournaments together. And, yes. Uh, yes. Actually performed pretty amazingly well, and you carried my sorry ass. Uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, it was actually my first week of playing the cycle. Um, getting thrown into a into a tournament that I had no idea even how to play the game yet and I couldn't have asked for a better partner and then that was one of the main reasons why I stuck around because I felt I haven't felt as welcomed as I did into a community than I did when I joined the cycle community and then that's something I won't be able to I don't think I'll be able to ever experience again in any other community uh, other than the one I am here right now and I believe Ducky can share the same feelings for that as well yeah <laughs> so um topics of conversation today guys we're gonna just focus on uh, an end of the year wrap up for the cycle um again this is one of the things that brought all of us together so i want to make sure we bring it up a little bit we just talked on the beginning of uh, the year basically what happened of january 2020 up until right now all of season two to season three and then we're gonna summarize all of that maybe answer a few questions and then move on to uh an actual podcast where we just talk about our daily lives and funny stories that we, we've almost shared already before we went live, but we're, we're saving it for you guys because we want the genuine reactions from you. But yeah, I guess we can just start off. Um, Ducky joined the cycle community exactly a year ago today. Um, no, not, no, no. I started well, in January. So in January. Like, yeah, 7th January is what's really... I mean, it's almost really, a year. Really almost a year. Happening. If you really think about it, yeah. there's only two days left to wrap up the whole year. And that's, oh, yeah, uh, that's true. that is, uh, uh, to be honest, I haven't, I thought 2020 was the year, like the year that everything's going to change for the better. And then next thing you know, I blinked, I blinked and it's almost over. I've been, uh, I've been on this platform for, I think, seven to eight months, seven and a half months. And to be honest, it feels like I just started yesterday sometimes. And then, uh, you know, time just flies a little bit. Oh, hi, Leah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Sorry. I missed your message. Uh, 2020 speed yeah 2020 went by real quick but yeah um i think for alice for alice you joined at the you joined the community at what month exactly uh, um october of 2019 october of 2019 so basically a few months before 2020 um you guys will have to also help us drop back memories because i remember i joined cycle i think it was june 1st it was like exactly june 1st when i first played the game uh, which is 
exactly six months from here, for six months ago. So that it wraps up my half a year of playing the cycle. Um, definitely one of the best games ever made, hands down, no cap. Um, if you haven't checked it out, feel free to check it out. It's in the it's in the about section underneath my Twitch. You can click on the link and it'll send you directly to their website. Uh, you joined after a bit after him. Oh, that's fair enough. So uh, what I want to really start the conversation with is uh, basically all I can say is there's a lot of changes that have happened since the moment I started playing. Um, one of the main changes that I want to talk about is the fact that we have a prospect station now because I remember if you ain't in the game, we used to stare at a blank screen of just different menu options. And then we have a prospect station now, which gives us this ability to do all these cool things and go outside of the map and just a, a place to hang out. And that's one thing that uh, I think a lot of people don't appreciate as much as they should, because if you weren't here before and then you're hard, if you weren't here from before and then you're playing the game now, there's been a lot of changes. Um, I know a lot of people always complain about some certain weapons in the game and stuff like that, but nobody complains to, about anything other than the Carla meta. Because that, my friends, was probably the prime time of me playing the cycle. Like, the Carla Car meta was fun. I loved it. Oh, I mean, it was, it was an indescribable feeling to, to be able to play with the Carla. I mean, right now, people play with it less and less. But, I mean, if you guys were there when we had the Carla, I had Kilomar. If you guys were there when we had the Carla meta, that, I think, for me, was prime time of having nonstop nonsense. The station is, you know... Um, Ducky, what would you, what would you, what would your be your favorite change that that has happened throughout the year? Um, I have to say it was the prospect station. Mm -hmm. it looks awesome. It looks absolutely amazing. Having the menu before that was cool, but you know, you, you just like you can't just you know stand a few hours in the in the station and just look around, having seeing all the details and all the work that went into it, and with the normal menu you didn't have. So the prospect station, awesome, just awesome. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Perfect. For Alice, how about how about you? What would you be your favorite change of the year? Uh, it is a tough one. That's a super tough one, man. Um, the train contract new one is also pretty nice. Uh, the pain train. Uh, I actually train. really do like the pain train. Yes. Um. um I know that I might might be like like super unpopular with that opinion, but personally, um, making the game a little bit slower than it was was a great decision in terms of uh, all the balancing that followed after, especially with the weapons. Um, because right now I think we're in like one of the best spots with weapons that we ever were yeah. in yes. terms of like viability yes. of weapons. Um, even though like. Uh, Good old Skinky could shake the meta up a little bit, I think, <laughs> but like buffing some weapons because I don't think that any weapon right now needs nerf, which is something new. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that there are some weapons that could get a buff and give old Gar. Lacerator and Gorgon a little Gar. love. Gore! I core. want my core! Um, I love it! I yeah, Gore is so an much. awesome sound, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I just, love it. You go for it. I would use it, um, I, was it I would use it above more. any other weapon. And... It wasn't so bad. A super small one that I really adore is actually that we added sounds to some of the banners. And of course, oh, the yes. best change 2020 was the Jaeger banner. Yes. Oh, yes. The, the flashbang. The, the blind. Yeah, the flashbang. Yes, our own private flashbang. <laughs> yes, I believe so. I believe so. 
I'm, I'm going to actually go on the point of slowing down the game. So that's something I might actually agree with you. Because in the beginning, when I first started playing, having the boxer's fast punch be basically like a second warp in the game. And having the ability to like maneuver from one side of the map to the other side of the map without having to buy a vehicle was really fun. Yeah. But then changing up the aspect of the game where you made it a little more tactical based. So like rotation became more key because you have to now you have to place yourself at the right right part of the map at the right time to be able to optimize points for to be able to optimize getting as many points as possible. And that's something that was really easy to do back then. So you ha I think the the oh skill Adrenaline warp. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Adrenaline warp quick suit. And that was it. Oh like quick suit shatter gun meta. Yes. Oh god. Oh my quick suit color meta. That that Comrade meta. Oh car I love the comrade meta. It was so much fun. With with you chained that with the with the shatter gun and all you had to do was lend one shot from each to get a kill and it was amazing. Um I I did not abuse that of obviously just saying, you know. <clears throat> Short barrel advocate. I mean, I feel like weapon wise in the future, obviously, we'll get different to be more honest, weapons. I hated the advocate meta. I hated oh, it. the advocate I meta. I don't, like the, I don't like the advocate. I don't know why, but I just, I just can't. I mean, back in the time we had the when it was hit scan, right? It was pretty viable to use because you'd get piercing yeah. on it, and then like that used to be really fun. But I never, I would agree, I never really liked that. Um, the, other than the sound of the advocate, I don't. I didn't really like the weapon. Oh, Eugenicus, Mr. Flashet, Manticore. Oh my god, that, that shit. I love that. I love that so much. And I was so pissed when they nerfed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing, though. There was so many good metas throughout the time, right? And like, if going on again, what Pharrellis ended off with is I think we're at a balance point of being the best that it's ever been at, ever since I started the playing at the game, at least. Because, um,. I, I don't think I've seen people like, I don't know, use the as variety as weapons as I do when I play now. Before you'd only see like the meta weapon in the game, but now you see every weapon in the game, like Manticore, Brute, Millstorm, Shattergun, um, the Karma, AR-55, and the Karmar, the KA, the Bolt C32, action. Every, everything KDR. is being, yeah, everything is being used now compared to before of like, all you would hear is like the flechette going off of 200 weapons and then the advocate going off of 500. And now you hear everything, which is super, super nice to see. Um, again, I do agree with the movement being nerfed is something cool. Satisfied, thank you so much. Hey, Fancy, how are you doing, to, uh, how are you doing today? But again, I feel like uh, throughout the progression of the year, we've, uh, we've went through so many metas that it was a lot of fun to play with. Um, obviously, nah, hiccups. Not everyone. Obviously, there's hiccups, you know, there's some things that that weren't as fun as other things, but I feel like without those, you won't be able to get to experience the good, kind of like a yin-yang. Without the bad, you don't get to, ex like, appreciate the good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and uh, we were talking about the core. I remember when I first started playing, and I, I grabbed the core, and I was like, this gun is the shit is the best thing ever i'm a two it's a 200 web assault rifle i'm like nobody can nobody's gonna be able to beat me and then you just get murked and then you realize that it's not as good as you thought it was uh, i remember first time I love it. yeah i remember first time i put like explosive rounds on it and i was like a noob running around I'm like yeah this is so much fun and then like as you grow as for uh, uh um oh 
the augment suit um yeah i guess we could throw this question off i mean I, I, right now i believe a prospector's new ones they start straight to the dragonfly right like we skip the augment suit yep. now there's only three th suits <laughs> yes there's only three suits yeah so um, no um i think the the sorry yeah the the augment um might shine someone in the future but i, I really yeah. don't know in, in my opinion from my personal professional guess obviously um well, when we're having the suits being removed, I believe we're going to lose the dragonfly, the quick suit, and the boxer, and the augment will be the basic suit that everybody's going to have to play with, which I think is how it's going to happen. And I'm I'm all for it. I'm very excited for the new for for next year and what next year has to bring to the game. Um, there's definitely a lot of of uh, of playing around that needs to be worked on. But again, like I said, you can't have everything perfect. You have to have some bad to then appreciate the good that comes out of it. And I think that goes around with just almost everything in life, let alone, not just basically in the game. But like I said, having something go completely wrong only to make everything way better at the end is something I'm all for. And that's why I think I think people should just keep an eye out for and 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 don't judge a book by its cover just yet. You know, uh, no suits won't be removed. Well, again, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, we don't want to really talk about what's going to happen in the future. We just want to, want to talk about what happened already this year. Because that uh, speculation can only lead into a really dark and very, very long rabbit hole. And we don't want to go digging today, at least. <laughs> clans? Um, clans, I guess for Alice can maybe answer. Well, I think, I, from my understanding, from one of the death streams, they said that the clan system, there will be some kind of clan system, eventually. Like a, like a guild system, from my understanding, is the word that was used back there. Yep. Yeah, so there will be a, some sort of guild system eventually down the line. And that's kind of cool. I remember playing World of Warcraft and like making sure to find a good guild so you can do like dungeon runs together and raids and stuff because that's priority. But um, again, so clans will come in. I think it should be. I think to... also what Eugenicus says about the suits is the way it should or will be in the future. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like six, yeah. Like I said, I again, we'll have to just wait and see. Again, no, no speculations just yet. Um, We'll, we'll all get there next year with uh, Steam release and Season 4, whenever that happens. Again, we don't want to speculate further up in the future because, like I said... We're, we're not going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Why are we whispering? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Uh, I, I honestly, from my, from my liking of Cycle, I don't think I have ever invested this many hours into a video game other than World of Warcraft. And then, uh, and World of Warcraft was a waste of my time, because <laughs> no, no, I will I will explain to you why, because I fell in love with the game and I played it, and then they came up with this expansion pack, Cataclysm. Um, no, and then they came up with Mists of Pandaria, which was again a no, but I like Pandaria more than Cataclysm, and then we got Legion, which was cool because they introduced the first new class ever uh, in a long time. Obviously, with Miss Pantheria, you got the monk, but the first real cool-looking class, um, which was very fun to play with. But then uh, it just over the years of World of Warcraft, it, the player base and the quality of the game kind of went down. Then they gave us these barracks that we could build on and stuff, which was kind of cool. But it lost a lot of replay value. And like I said, if you don't have a good guild in World of Warcraft, you're really not having fun because you don't. You need you need those people to play with and and to be able to support and push you and good luck if you're trying to do a raid with a bunch of randoms because you ain't you ain't you ain't killing any of those bosses believe me 
No, I invested a lot of time in two games, two other games. Oh, which I ones? Uh, that was Warframe. I got Warframe? around okay. 3,500 hours in Warframe, so a lot. Um, and another game called Cabal Online. I don't know if you guys know this. Came Cabal? out like 2007 yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, yeah. I invested a lot of time in that game. It's hardcore grind game. Spent so many hours leveling in that game. So many hours. <laughs> but yeah, those two games are like really heavy. See, but that's the thing. Uh, again, uh, like, but that goes on after those games. Your main game was the cycle, right? Mm -hmm. I can barely spin over in any game. Well, I mean, yeah, attention span to people is some lacking, right? The, um, there's a, like, for example, I have already in the span of one week, I put almost like a thousand, 180 hours in cyberpunk in a week and a half, which is a lot of hours. Cause I played, I think the very first day I played for almost, I played for 36 hours almost in my first day of the game, which was just an insane amount of play time just in one day. Well, I mean, technically two days, but just one continuous session. Um, but other than that, Cycle has like, I don't know, because there's just so much to do, because it's not a battle royale at the end of the day. Like, people keep misunderstanding the game as well. It's not a battle royale. You're going to imagine there's slightly new things to do every game, a little bit different than the previous game. That way, every game is always more different, and there's always something different to do. You could always change your loadout and stuff like that. That way, you don't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again, which is, again, um, the di major difference between Cycle and any other battle royale game, because at the end of the day, the whole point is not to just kill everybody in evac it's to basically outperform your competition and then still make evac at the very end which is basically yeah. where the challenge comes in because you could outperform your other team but if they murder you at the very last minute you're out for it and then they win so like it it still brings that value of like making sure to keep you on your feet so nobody like jumps you or kills you and you don't lose the I don't know, you don't lose the momentum, but it also makes you real work hard because if you don't do much in the game and you play it safe, then you don't rack up a lot of points up and then at the end of the day, you're still not going to win the win the match at least. Which is something cool that I'm, I'm excited for uh, with the little changes that we got back uh, that are coming in with the crafting coming back and um, and the way the K-Mark system will work. So it's going to reward players a little differently. But again, that's something we're just going to have to wait to see how it plays out. But it, I personally love the fact that we're not playing just a battle royale where it's not just okay we drop in this planet we find weapons on the floor and then we just kill each other and then the last one to survive wins the entire match and i feel like that's one thing that really drew a lot of people in this game for the mere fact of knowing that even if you died that it wasn't really a big deal like if you if you got foamed and you didn't make evac it's okay you still get your rewards you still come out of, out of the match with like a self of uh, a feeling of of the still that I got something done and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's more to the game than what meets the eye in the very first impression, I think. There's a, yeah, between making a game grind. Yeah, I agree, Feralis, any spoilers? Um, that That is up to Feralis to, uh, to continue. I do not want to spew any speculations or anything, but if there's any spoilers, that would be up to him to, to throw at us. Mobs is the new enemy. I mean, I think we'll get new enemies. I feel like that's something that's been happening almost every, every within every update. Not every update, but every like new season, like we'll work on mobs. So I feel like that will that will slowly be implemented as well. Um, well, like there are definitely plans in the in the in the backlog for new enemy types, um, but those are there for a while. Um, but I think one of the biggest spoilers that just happened more or less recently is that. 
you will definitely feel like you are a freaking prospector. <laughs> but that's that's super that's super vague. Um, Enter knows that already because Rumble and I uh, in Discord talked about that in the mod chat with like yeah. basically saying a lot without saying anything. I um, hate that so much. I hate when they do that. When they just but, drop a little hint. Oh, yes, come on, same uh, yeah, more. You same have more. to. You have to but connect the dots. Basically, like this, this, this feeling currently really, really is a thing, and um, I, that's not and like not really a spoiler, but just one of the last experiences from from our playtest um, that I had that just felt pretty cool, and I wish that I would have recorded it or had it like on stream because I feel that it will create a lot more stream moments that look awesome or feel awesome. Oh. Is um, I heard like I was in a building, I had shots from the outside, peeked out, wanted to shoot someone, missed, and then that person, which was our art director. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so one of the founders of the company um, uh, came into the same building, and I was hearing the steps from below, and I was like, Ugh, "He's coming upstairs now." And I was like, just going into position, waiting, shooting him. He tried to hide. I followed, and we chased. And my heart was pounding. His heart was pounding. He said afterwards. <laughs> then I killed him and picked up tons of loot. And he was like, afterwards, you know, like like feedback, and he was like, "Oh yeah, the loot that you picked up actually that was not really my loot. That was stuff from three other people that I killed in the way. <laughs> and then I ran outside and just evac because there was like the, the 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 first thing that I did was just like hearing that as I went into the building after I dropped and was like, well, I have a plan now, and if it goes well, it's going to be fun, and if it's not going well, that's not fun. But yeah, no, it was it was pretty cool. I like that. I like um, that. But that was that, that was also influenced because currently I also played a lot of Hunt Showdown again. Mm -hmm. Just had those reflexes from there. Where it's like, oh my god, there's someone kill, 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 kill. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I like that though because uh, with again with what you said, still doesn't exactly tell us a lot. It just you know you're saying something without saying something, but what you're saying is something that I'm very excited for. It's literally making the game a little more on edge, which is I think something that um, a lot of players have been saying that the game sometimes feels stale, like when they've yeah. been playing it for a very long. Time. But when they've been playing it for a very long time, I feel like what you just said is is the solution to that to that to that feeling, is being able to be in a situation where you're in a sort of a panicky state, but and you don't know what to do. But and then at the end, what you what happens is you get something that's truly rewarding, and you actually feel like your time was well spent. And then you're panicking. I need to get out of this planet before I lose all of this to somebody else. And then that's something I, um, I feel like will will help. Uh, scratch the itch for those people who want something a, a little different and to spice things up I would say and again this is saying stuff without saying anything because you have to take yeah, but, it but I mean like the, the real thing that I said was basically the whole thing is like about yeah you will definitely feel more like a prospector because Rumble did some pretty cool things in that regard recently wait Rumble fixed this nice. game <gasps> <laughs> it's not about fixing the game it's about implementing cool shit in that point um, fake and news actually, like, quite cool to see like uh, how all things come together and like how it feels in place and I really enjoy that um even though, like, in the beginning, I was also pretty skeptical, but the, the, the further we go down that road, the more I enjoy it. And mm -hmm. as you all know, I also love the current game. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, also, like, like um, I'm, I'm super looking forward to play it with you, Ika. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, if, you guys enter. if you guys missed so. it earlier today, we were just speaking and how we kind of all got introduced to each other. And then uh, 
I was saying that the, the first week of me playing the cycle, the weekend after there was a tournament, and I blindly signed up and I ended up being paired with Feralis. Uh, it was me, Feralis, Kelvin, and I think Thanks, I believe, or one, yeah. one more person. And, and, and uh, I forgot the name. He was someone who came back for the tournament or like shortly before the tournament and then left after the first tournament again. Um, who was one of the best players in the early stages of the cycle? Oh, um, I wish I remembered. Hi, Kitty. Uh, but yeah, we, we were a random team. We've never played together. We never played together other than the competition days, which was basically every Saturday. Um, we placed third on our first tournament and second in our second tournament. Um, again, with the same team and with no practice uh, at all throughout any of the any of the tournament time, we would basically just chat throughout the week and then play during the tournament. And that's how I got introduced to Feralis. And that's kind of how I locked myself into the cycle community, because like I said, within one week, I felt so welcomed and like so I was having so much fun. Um, uh, honestly, just it was just an amazing experience to start with. Um, but yeah, Feralis and Ika on the team for the next tournament. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, I'm definitely, definitely keen to do that again. Uh, but again, we'll, it, does, it will not feel the same if, we, if Feralis is not on the team. Like I've already said that once. I'm going to say it again. It, it will not feel the same. Even if we don't place first place or something like that. The whole idea was for us to just have fun while, while we play. And then we did and we still scored pretty high. So I'll, I'll take that as a win regardless and then just move on from there. And I mean, someone needs to be the ward bitch, right? <laughs> oh my god. Hey, hey. His words save our life every single time. Because by the time any team had the chance to jump at us, we, we were aware. And then they wouldn't want to waste 150 credits on a ward. They would rather buy a 200 weapon, but that would give us the upper hand by knowing where enemy teams were at throughout the entire match, basically. And then that gave us time to do PvE stuff while everybody else killed everybody else while we did some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unless you like just do powers. Yeah, exactly. So you could um, you could basically play the game in any way you want. Like people need to understand that the cycle allows for a lot of different play styles in the game. You don't have to be playing the game in a specific style to be able to do good. You could do only PVE throughout the entire match, still win. You could do PVE with PVE and still win. Or you could wipe out the entire lobby and still win. You could choose how you want to play the game and what you want to do and you could you could just do it your own way. Make your own play style. You're like, oh I, I don't want to focus like I only want to do like side contracts. Like I'm gonna do a hunts and I'm gonna do stations while I rotate the map and stuff like that. Waiting for Alpha Warden to come up and then I'll do Warden while everybody's fighting for like Uplink or something like that. So like you, you can combine yourself in a situation where you can play this game in almost any style that you want. It doesn't lock you in. It's like, okay, you have to do PvE or you have to do PvP or you have to focus contracts. You could, for all you want, you could just run around and just enjoy the beautiful artwork the game provides because Foliage has been expanded on, if you guys haven't noticed. The game looks beyond beautiful. Like the the quality of the game's visuals is very very high compared to other games that are out right now and that's yeah i wish my pc was better yeah yeah i tried to we'll get the boot soon i, I, tr I yeah. tried i tried to run the game of 4k i couldn't but it was <laughs> it, it was just an amazing experience to even be able to watch it on 4k though yeah, optimization definitely can be better but that's something that we can yeah like, i like constantly work on basically I, I agree. I feel like, uh, again, for me, running a 2080 Ti and then getting frame drops here and there, that's fine. 
like I said, the game launches and it says it's in early development. So you got to take that as it is and you can't expect the perfect game when you when you when you're playing it. It literally gives you a big warning right before. So make sure yeah, But there's this one thing that always puzzles me. So for example, like my machine is not the best with like a 1080. I mean like yeah, okay, it's a 1080, but still it's not the best by a mile by now. And uh, Ryzen 2600, but 32 gigs of RAM. And I can run the game in like 2K, 1440p with everything on Epic and locked 90 FPS. And I know people with a similar setup that can't. And I'm super puzzled by that. And this is like always bugging me out, which is like, Ugh, why is this not working for everyone? Mm -hmm. And that, that that is very true because uh, I've had the experience of playing this game on my computer and my buddy's computer. And he has a... Uh, old uh, R290X or some sh or from uh, it's a Radeon graphics card, old one, and um, it performs really bad for him. And then he got a 1060, and then he immediately started performing really well. But the quality and the specs of both those cards are almost identical. But I feel like the Nvidia cards are slightly more optimized to work with Cycle a little bit yeah. better than the Radeon cards. And again, and there's also a lot of stuff basically in the background of PCs that can influence this so much. What we had recently on the German Discord was someone who was like, yeah, actually I have like bad FPS in the game, but my machine is super powerful. Then he checked around, went into the system power settings and found out like, oh, actually there's a like ultra power mode. I just set it up like he oh, didn't yeah. enabled it and that worked for him completely fine. It's the same with some players that had issues with rating cards in the past, or AMD cards in the past. Um, that f uh, who found a setup in the AMD settings that basically limited some stuff and all these things, which is just like, yeah, the performance and the optimization can be bad, but the best thing first is just to check all the boxes on your own machine to see what actually could improve the situation for me. Yes, I am going off of what you're saying. I've actually done that way, way in the beginning of cycle where I set my machine to performance mode when I play the game. And I realized that I have less lag spikes throughout the game. But th there's another thing I think players can agree on. There's like a server side sp spike where like you're playing with a squad and all of us freeze at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that's that, when the battle server hiccup basically. Yeah. And then that's just, that's just, that's normal. And a lot of people assume that that's like client based. That's a happy, like something from wrong with their machine, but it's not, it's normal. It will get fixed eventually. Yeah. yeah. If Rumble fixes the game, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> and, and what 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 Calumertis wrote basically about the areas um, where it drops super badly, I think that's related to the draw distance because my guess would be that the draw distance could be reduced in these parts. Because in the end, it doesn't make sense actually that you can see across the whole map because then a lot of shit needs to get loaded and the texture streaming and all these things. It's super convoluted. And even like I, when I look at those things, when someone is working on the map, I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because like, it's, it's super easy to say, like also from community side, it's just like, yeah, can you just fix this? And if no. you work, like for me, it's like the first time working really in a development team and not in for a publisher. Um, and then you get this look, it's like, just fix it. Yes, of course. And then you look at like how things are set up and how things work and all these things in the background. And you're like, wow, this is actually like for this one thing, there's so much things that need to be taken care of. And I mean, also for other games I worked on in the past, when we reported it back and the dev team then sent us something like, oh yeah, we we changed this and this is now fixed. This fix broke something completely unrelated in the game. 
just yeah. because one line of code basically moved. And uh, colleagues that recently joined um, also told me something as I was playing with them where they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I worked for another company. I think it was either it was Blizzard or Ubisoft or something like that. And we needed to fix something in the game because we didn't know why the performance was so super bad in that one spot. And all we did was adding an empty line of code and it fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Without any reason, and then basically what they added to that was a big in caps lock letter uh, message saying, "Please never delete this line." <laughs> yeah, like and then people, like, I'm gonna agree with you. Like people have to understand that sometimes the solution is not easy. I mean, like, look, coming up with an idea to like, I mean, if you guys wrote, if you know how coding works, and I've only learned how to do C plus and the, the basics, and then Java. When you have such a walls of text, and I mean like grand walls of text, where like when when you scroll and all you see is numbers like the matrix, to understand that one digit could change the entire code or corrupt the entire thing, and understand that changing something in one place could affect many many things in the different lines of code that has to do with the same thing, it's 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 not as easy as just fix it. Because you're right, like you change one line and then you have a completely new bug that wasn't even there in the originally. And then that's only because you moved something, right? And then you have a thing where you add an empty line and then that fixes the entire problem. So like it's, it's not as easy as it looks. And, you know, you can't just report a bug and expect it to be patched in the next patch. Unless it's like something game breaking, then that's probably gets prioritized as the main bug to fix. And then you have all the other ones at the bottom of the list. And you can't expect everything to be fixed at one time. It's, it's a gradual progression of slow and steady wins the race. You know what I mean? Because again, yeah, but I mean, uh, go, go, go even for it. Game breaking, even, even game breaking stuff like the, the mushrooms, the bright cap duplication oh, oh basically my. oh god this stuff is just like there's so many different reasons or possibilities why it can happen and oh, yeah. um, you need to find out what it, the reason is oh my god yes and fixing fixing this one uh, seems to be like super terrible um and currently like the thing that's going on with the dragonfly i hope that this can be tackled at least a little bit easier than the bright cap thingy but i also think that this might not be super easy um and uh, interesting tidbit from the past, from the first job I worked at, um, was a shooter, S4 League. It's like an anime uh, mm -hmm. sports gamey shooter. It was super popular back then and was super nice. And I started working on a game that I played and it wasn't a, as it came to Europe in Alpha, basically, which was super fun. Um, because like at that point, it was season six or season seven, and I didn't play the game for a long time. But they were super happy that someone joined who knew the game. Um, and uh, there was actually something that if you set your FPS in the ini file of the game to a certain number, you could change the patterns of the weapons. Oh, God. So you had, oh. like, basically uh, rifles that would be pinpoint accurate, even though your game then had to run at, like, 26 FPS, for example. Oh, my God. Um, do you guys um, any chance to remember this game game called Warrock or something? I think it was called Warrock. Yeah. yeah. So um, speaking about something like that, um, you could go into the game files, open up the maps, and then each map would have its own folder. And you could change the map folder name to another map folder name, just swap the names from one and the other. And when the game... And when the game... Um, when the game basically loads that map, it loads the other one instead, and you get loaded into the, the, the map you change the name into. 
So basically, you're in a different map while everybody's playing on the original map, and you could basically watch them like fly in the air, go underground, and they can't see you because you're still like for them, you're underneath the map or something, and you'd be able to kill everybody from literally just changing the folder names back and forth, and then you'd be able to spawn oh in a different God. map, and then that that. That wasn't an easy bug to fix because I remember that thing was going on for months before they fixed it. Because it's not, like I said, as Ferales said, it, it, it's not as easy as just fix it. And, and the problems could be, it, the bugs could be easily produced and very hard to fix. And that goes with every single game. Like just by swapping folder names and just, that, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, remember the quick fix about the um, videos that were not loading so some people couldn't join the game? It was simply just like, yeah, okay, like remove one of the letters or was it the number at the end of the file and then you can enter the game. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah, like like QA, QA people like Leah who's watching, I think, um, those are like true heroes because like they it's have love. to deal with all the, all the shit that's coming Except up. Except Word. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... And uh, like also like also in the past like because like usually my jobs also always involve being a jack of all trades, mm -hmm. um, which also then included of course reproducing bugs, testing bugs, reporting them properly, and all these things, which I now do. But other people like try to reproduce them then properly and uh, try to find a solution with the coders and all that stuff. Um, but this is like such a tedious work at times because you you think like okay now I do have the reproduction. You're trying it again, and it doesn't work. Then you try it for the third time, it works again. You try it for the fourth, fifth, sixth time, it doesn't work. And then you're like, okay, shit, what did I do at that point Ugh, to make it work? Um, but yeah, like QA people are truly heroes. Um, you know I what really, my really favorite bug is or was? I don't know if it's huh? fixed. If you know, I don't know how it happens, but the, you then switch to third-person camera, so you kind of see yourself playing and it yep. only gets fixed if you play the banner i i love that one i love that one so much i tried to, uh, to play a game like like shooting mobs and was absolutely horrible but i managed to do it i managed to do a 200 crystal with it but it was horrible <laughs> oh man oh sorry i'm just getting like familiarized with like all all the old games i've been playing um I got a little sidetracked. I do apologize. Um, <laughs> but yeah, going back to like basically like bug fixes and everything, the best the best thing. Oh, yeah, right. I remembered. So I used to work for uh, Ubisoft uh, Montreal. They have a head office uh, in Toronto as well. And I did game testing for them. And people don't understand how hard it is to do game testing. Like I had to I had to record myself, my movements, the game, and I had to write everything down as I was playing it. So if I write it down, I had to like write down like, okay, step one, I load it in. I, I hit right trigger to go to the right. And I, you, you like have to write down everything to like, and it's not, even if it was no bug, you, I had to reproduce my entire play. So I'd play for an hour and then I would have like, like I would have a journal and then the journal would be like 40 pages deep of what I just did in the last one hour only to find like few bugs and then how to produce those bugs. Then I would have to go out, go back in and then reproduce it again and have to reproduce not just once but multiple times to make sure that that's what would cause that one bug to happen. And then all of that would get sent to, to the 
back-end team who would do the work and then I would come in for like two weeks later to play test again to to see what has changed if I, feel like if I can make the bug work in a different way is there a different way to approach this now and stuff like that and it wasn't easy um, uh, it wasn't easy the pay was pretty good though I, I'm, I won't lie but um, but man like having the fact that like you have to pick up your controller like you're being recorded your hands are being recorded the game's being recorded and like you literally like put, pick up the controller do a few things put the controller down start writing everything down and just keep, continue going and then at the end of the day you have to have everything ready and presentable you send it off to the right people and then they deal with it then you come back again and just the rinse and repeat process um the game was under nda nda but i was uh, i was allowed i'm allowed to talk about it now because the nda says i cannot talk about it until the release of the game it was Watch Dogs 2 which was Ooh, so, fancy. yeah um it looked like shit when i was testing it man it was like <laughs> <laughs> The game looked like absolute trash. Um, I had to test the bu uh, uh, combat, movement, and driving in the game. Um, <laughs> dude, it, basically the way the way the thing is, you'd, you'd get thrown into like a, a developer-made map, which is it was basically a big square, um, and then there would be like certain sections that would produce like, okay, if you go here, this is like the shooting range where you can test out weapons. Then beside it, you spawn an enemy where you test out like hand-to-hand -hand combat. And then beside it was like vehicle. And then basically you just had a place to test out every function of the game uh, in, inside this big developer map. And then that was basically my job is to go in and tackle like one thing and then just move on from one section to another section and another section and then all as well while my voice is being recorded too so like i had to like talk which is kind of a cool thing because that helped me with the way out with uh, into turning that into like a streaming mentality because i had to like game test to zero audience and just basically speak also what's happening so like uh, this goes on to us for us it's game testing bug testing is not an easy thing to do and it has a lot a lot of things that need to be done to be able to one like do it successfully let alone like having a map like people don't understand that the shooting range is basically like what i had to kind of go like what the what the thing was like like a shooting range you go in you had a bunch of things that would take you to different places and and then test out different things and it's not it's not easy and uh, you have to you have to give i, I give all the jaeger developers a uh, uh, props because it's 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 not easy work guys it's definitely not easy work is all i'm gonna say okay well um, held w 12 seconds held w yeah yeah, yeah. basically kill him that's exactly what it is man i had to write down like what i did what i did not do um it just again it's not easy work and you have to understand that like for one bug you can spend days on it and that's like one person for all i know like there was multiple testing rooms with people inside so we could have all been working on one bug for all i know you know what i mean so like so like again it was under nda so we couldn't even talk to the other testers of what they were doing as well so everything was pretty much sh 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 closed doors you can't say anything but uh hey the game came came out successful and um you know it was it's a pretty fun game if you guys haven't checked out watch dogs too go for it <laughs> <That advertisement. laughs> <laughs> this is this is not a paid sponsorship. <laughs> I don't know. I never never got the appeal of Watch Dogs. To be honest, for me, it was always like, oh yeah, it's like UB formula in modern world, and it looks uh, pretty boring to me. Um, whoa, my whoa. my brother tried to you know tried to get me into the game. I never watched. I never played it too. I I do have the game though on Xbox 360. I think. So. What's happening there, Ika? 
What the fuck? I'm confused. Uh, welcome everybody. Thank you so much for dropping in. Um, I, I, I do, I, I think it could be from TikTok. <laughs> uh, hey Odysseus, hello, hello. I do think it could be from TikTok. Um, I'm just gonna turn off the alerts for just a second because it's just a non-stop back and forth. Okay, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. I turned the alerts off, everybody. I do apologize. But I, did, I, I, did, I did not expect so many followers to just drop right in. Like, what? what how much was that? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Damn. Damn. Diego Senpai, my host, didn't show up. That was awesome. Yeah, that was very awesome. Um, very confusing. But uh, again, thank you, everybody who just tuned in. Um, really appreciate that. Uh, let me just open up TikTok to make sure that may where this is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um oof. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, one of my videos is going another one is going uh, 750,000 views, guys. When we started the podcast, it was just at 550,000. So that's 200,000 views in 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 45 minutes. So jeez, that is crazy. So yes, um a 4k followers almost holy shoot that was that's surprising anyway sorry we uh, that was the thing i'm going to turn the alerts off so that, that doesn't happen again <laughs> i do apologize for that um is pharrellis a death metal guitarist pharrellis i super <laughs> dislike death metal to be honest um i'm i'm a, a gentle giant i like power metal heavy metal some parts of thrash uh but mostly uh, power and heavy stuff and also a tiny bit of old school 80s rock yeah oh, i love that i love that i was actually just jamming to pin floyd yesterday man I'm, I'm honestly the the saying that they don't make good music anymore is not true but it's also true at the same time because um if you really think of, if you look at music theory i don't know if a lot of you know about what music theory is and music theory is basically the definition of like melodies and how like progression of songs can move like from one note to another note and playing what playing the a c6 and a d6 at the same time is better than playing a c6 and a, C, a d7 for example like all of that weird stuff um basically it, it only proves that music melodies can only be produced one time and then almost every other song afterwards will almost always copy previous music no matter even the genre changes melodies will always carry over it could always resemble and basically it just goes to prove a point is that um, a lot of songs nowadays cannot be original anymore because almost all of originality in music theory has been squeezed out um, that's something that uh, they teach you at mu in uh, music engineering school uh, which is one of my buddies who goes to so a lot of music nowadays won't be able to ever become close to old music because those people did it first i mean they definitely won't, it might not even sound the same but could follow the same music theory and melody progression uh, but sound completely different so mm -hmm. that's why i could i could always say that um you know they don't make good music anymore but they but it but it's also not true because old good music can be remade into good new music so there is a pretty good quote from uh, Kai Hansen from German metal band Gamma Ray. He was like, starting with the 90s, basically, we just had a toolkit of riffs. And our job then as a guitarist was not only to come up with new ideas of riffs, but also to take those riffs and puzzle and piece them together 
so they just sound fresh and new and we're not copying everything that's already existing but i mean like in the end like rock music and metal like like normal metal is nothing else than classical music because mm -hmm. you could one-on-one like late classical music that's why you also, often also have those collaborations from like orchestras with metal musicians yes um and that was something that we learned back in school when we had like okay so you could actually like without any um issue play like normal hard rock tunes or standard heavy metal songs as a classical orchestra piece and vice versa you could also just like play a classical piece as like a metal song yes uh, sky sorry sky's biting yeah but yeah exactly uh, uh, uh but yeah release 23 coming out next year obviously because there's two days left <laughs> um but yeah you could like uh, for us right uh, you could basically layer on hard, even heavy metal into classical music because the, uh, the only difference is basically the instruments themselves. If you really change the instruments, the music genre changes with it too. Uh, but, yep. but at the end of the say, you still have the same song, different instruments sounding way different, of achieving two different kinds of spec and there's two different sides of the spectrum of music, but it's still the originally one song. Uh, and again, uh, that's dev team is on vacation now. Oh yeah, I I hope all of them are are on vacation and nobody's working right now because that is just it's that's torture. I'm I, I come from a side where I don't celebrate Christmas. I know a lot of you do. Um, uh, in Eastern European, our Christmas just lines up to be on the very first of January. Uh, we still it's like our Christmas, but it's it's New Year's. So um, I find that. Uh, that if I don't have like my week, like the one week before and the one week after New Year's off, like at least when I used to work at a company, I used to lose my mind because I find that, I don't know, the jolly season starts for me, like if we're talking about this year, started on the 21st of last week and is going to end on the 4th. Like if you don't have those two weeks off, I feel bad for you and I apologize. But yeah, and to each their own, obviously. Yeah, well-deserved vacation. I do think so. I, um, for us, from a developer point of view, one question I'm going to ask before we move on the conversation to something else: um, How hectic has it been on the developer side working on the cycle this year? Uh, I think pretty because of like the whole pandemic situation. Um, usually, usually things for us are rather at least from 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 what i can say from what i experience looking at people and so on um i rather chill but with the whole the whole like covid stuff it's just like okay we go into home office so people grab their stuff then there were several like the, um like dates to grab stuff and so on i didn't need stuff because for my work i can just do it on my own pc basically mm -hmm. and the remote connection but if you um are some kind of uh coder that just has a laptop at home or like some kind of graphics artist that just has a laptop at home that's not powerful enough then you definitely need your your um your gear your your, your gear from yeah. the office um then things got a bit quieter and a lot of people moved back into the office but not all of them and meaning like okay there's stuff moving back and forth and back and forth and then that got worse again yeah meaning moving stuff back and forth and back and forth then everybody needs to get adjusted to those things then um the whole like change uh, happened with about like okay we have three different teams now we shake them up a bit now we have like um a different team size in the different teams and then we also focus on the 
like Q2 2021, basically what's happening there with a part of the people. And we started focusing on events for the life game and all these things. So in that regard with like the, the dynamics that were changing, plus the whole home office Corona situation, it got quite hectic for a lot of people. Um, for me personally, it was quite fine. Looking back, um, the only thing that is like, yeah, okay, it's it's it, it's mentally a bit exhausting that home and office are the same spot right now with home office, but um, I think it's even worse for people and colleagues that just have a one room apartment. Yeah. So if you have multiple rooms, that's fine. But if you just have a one room apartment, that's super annoying, and um, that that really is taxing. And I think this also, of course, adds to to stress and uh, tiredness and all these things. But yeah, for me, all is fine, all is good. Um, all is good. I wish I can. <laughs> I wish I could go back to the office. And one of the things I'm definitely missing is to go to the gym with Rinsado, because there was a lot of fun in the first three months of the year. Because the company office that first, so why shouldn't we do it? Yeah, and I agree. Like go to the office, and it's like super fun after work to just like go there for one and a half, two hours and do, do stuff. Um, we did it three times a week, even on a weekend. And um, not having this anymore was like super, um, yeah, that was quite the, quite a quite a mental thing as well, because you did something that you pushed away from yourself, like doing sports for quite a while. And you started it with like, like focus and like set dates. And then just like that, it was gone. gone. So yeah, yeah. it's like all the small stuff that adds up basically, um, that made it quite interesting stressful for some um but i think like in the end we managed even though of course like it delayed stuff and like work got impacted by it but i think it's it's going to be fine next year no, i agree so i just so i wanted to ask the question so kind of everybody gets an understanding that it it's, mm -hmm. it's been it's been like hard and uh going on to what you're saying with multiple rooms i think that is actually a very important thing because when me and anna moved in together this year we moved into a two bedroom and then one of the bedrooms is the one I'm sitting in right now is which turned into an office and she has her desk right there where she does her work and all her work and all of the stuff and I have my desk here and then I, we have it separated from the bedroom and the living area but like if we didn't have this room it's just cramming everything so small and having to like again if you are the, like a coder and you got to bring like a, a huge rig from from work into your home and you live into a very tiny space now like you're losing a lot of space and you're right a lot of sanity with it too because uh I don't know if I don't know if it's just me or everybody else. This uh, the first three months of the lockdown were like super, super uncomfortable to just bear through because it was just uh, I don't know. It was like basically like everybody told you that you can't do what you want to do anymore. Like and you can't do it. If you do it, you, you're I mean, in Canada, when we went into lockdown, if you were outside breaking COVID-19 rules, you would face a one thousand two hundred dollar ticket. And there's and, and there's no way they're dropping that ticket. Like even if you take it to court, there's there's no way. So you have to well, understand. Um, I mean, the first half year actually, like when COVID started, uh, when the lockdown started in March mm -hmm. until uh, I think till June or July, it was just a big waiting game for me because I was on. Uh, alert mode like so my no normal work was uh, cut off and uh, I had to wait to call from the central app to say okay they need help they are overcrowded and they they need help mm -hmm. so I was always waiting I was waiting so I, I couldn't do you know like 
staying up like till 4 a.m. and in game and stuff like that because I still had to be on the schedule because I had always the moment when they would call me and say, "Hey, you need to come in now." You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're just, on call. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting game. Yep, um, being on call. I mean, Anna's mom uh, is a surgical assistant, and oh. she had, she had to work throughout all of COVID on call. So like, it would be like mm -hmm. she would come home at like 9 p.m. and then at like 1:30 in the morning she'd be back in the hospital because something happened. And she would work. She she worked in trauma, so she luckily she never had to go to the COVID side of the of the hospital where like all the COVID yeah. patients came. But like if somebody got like uh, if somebody ripped their leg open or shattered their knee or whatever it is, like, um, I mean I can tell you guys a really graphic story, but it's pretty graphic. I don't know if I don't know if you guys want to hear it. Um, there was one time. I'm fine with okay. that. You know me. I'm okay. fine with that. I don't know about for us. Okay. Um, I don't see those spiders. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. know what Swiffer is? Like the company Swiffer? Yes. Like they make the dusting thingies? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, Anna's mom gets called to the hospital on call at like 4 or 6 in the morning. And she goes there and um, there's a patient who who has a Swiffer stuck inside the, in the, in the, in the back, in the behind. And it's been stuck for a week. And they didn't go, <laughs> and they didn't go to the hospital for the entire week. And look i'm only telling you this because I, I there's pictures okay so um apparently it was cutting a lot of blood flow into the butt cheek and one of the butt oh, cheeks yeah. completely died and turned pale blue and it was that it was dead it oh it's not it was necrotic it, it, oh. yeah um so and then they gotta slice the whole thing off and whip yeah. and then take the swiffer out and it was i think the most gruesome pictures i've ever seen in my life only because somebody decided to put something that they shouldn't have in some place that they shouldn't have. I'm not saying that that thing is wrong. I'm just saying at least don't stick sweepers in there. You know what I mean? Oh God! He literally walked into the hospital holding all of his intestines and like everything. It was nasty. And then that's another story. So. <laughs> Working as a surgical assistant during COVID while you have lockdown and being on call is just something I don't wish upon anybody. Honestly, um, thank you for all our first uh, responders and healthcare workers for powering through this hectic year because the, without them, honestly, guys, we'd probably be like, oof, we'd be in a very different situation right now. So um, if, we, if there's any of them uh, viewing or if not, just shout out to all of you guys. Um, praise you and thank you for all your hard work that you've done this year, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, go for it. As we talked about music, I finally, because I was like rummaging through my my, my books here that are lying on my table, <laughs> um, I finally found one of my favorite instruments. Ooh, show me. Is that a, oh my, is that the... It's a kazoo. Ooh, kazoo. You... Um, the thing is, like, I have two at home, but I do, I'm not sure if this one actually is working right now. But I can give it a try if you want to. Yeah, go for it. I can yes. give it a try first without the without Mer the mic on. The if it's adds broken, a... it sounds stupid. Okay, so it has a buzzing tremble quality to a player's voice. Ooh, I want to hear that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so oh, awesome. what else always works is Metallica, I think. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but 
But as I said, like it's a little bit broken because um, I need to change the small um, skin in here to make it work. Tabasco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kazoo's in the cycle confirmed. There we go. Got it. That's it. The next, the next. And kazoo's are awesome. It's a spray. It's gonna be a spray that makes a kazoo sound. <laughs> what? You you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, actually, there's something I, I want to bring up. We were actually having this conversation before we went live, but we decided to keep it for the podcast, and we were talking about um, for Alice's name. Um, we. So Faralis' name is uh, Florian, um, which, my God, when I first heard that, my panties dropped. I'm not kidding. Um, amazing, beautiful name. Um, but apparently he wasn't supposed to be born with that name. And then he refused to tell us that, and what happened afterwards because we wanted to leave it for you guys to hear. So this is a first reaction for everybody. So uh, I'll, let, I'll let him take over. And then Ducky wanted to add something on top afterwards as well. So... <clears throat> <laughs> I was just like thinking about the panty drop and then I was like, ah, that's the reason why Anna actually slipped because No, Anna hurt her knee by literally walking. That's not a joke. I was she walked and stepped one step wrong and all her you hear from her knee was this like pop sound and a ah. And then she just drops on the ground and I'm laying in, I'm laying on the couch trying to fall asleep. She's like, I can't move, babe. I'm like, nah, you're just joking. Leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. Next thing you know, I, I realized she wasn't joking and it's actually pretty goddamn serious. Oh. <laughs> now get okay, now we're being sidetracked. Okay, go for it. Yeah, okay. So the thing is like my, my dad is basically, he's, he's still a gamer. He's like, um, He's uh, 69 now, and he's like still gaming every day right now on PS4 and on the Switch. And my mom is also gaming and all these stuff. But he's also an avid fan of like fantasy uh, novels and all these things. And that's I think why I also got like a hang of like Dungeons and Dragons and all these things because oh I grew you up stole, with that. You stuff. told me the story much, and I remember now. I remember the original name. Yes, and. <laughs> Um, that's the reason why, because like I have two older sisters and I'm the youngest kid and there's like a 10 year difference between the sisters and me. Okay. Um, but they always wanted to have a big brother because <laughs> I'm two meters and three. So it's a uh, six, seven, I think, in, in feet. Damn. Something like this, six, 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 seven, something, whatever down the line. And then it was like, oh yeah, it's a boy. And he was like, awesome. We're going to call him Gandalf. <gasps> and my mom was like, nope, we definitely not call him Gandalf. Thanks for trying. <laughs> Gandalf the Great. That's like super ridiculous. And now imagine like the time where the freaking movies came out was basically my teenage years, and that would have been horrible. I mean, it would have been horrible anyhow. But I was like, lol. Oh my god. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're born in, in the 80s. I don't know the exact year, right? 87 yeah. 87 so yeah you would have blown you would have actually been called gandalf when the first harry Potter movie would have dropped right as a, being a teenager that wouldn't have, that i mean gandalf is the great though and Feralis is also the great so they didn't miss that much soon the great oh yeah oh my god gandalf um, the great yeah when he gandalf left and fought a boss came back overpowered and destroyed everybody in that movie but and now, now it's the fun story that would have been pretty epic in one regard, but in that one regard only. 
So in um, in school back then, like in eleventh and twelfth grade, before like um, finishing school, one of my closest friends, whom I was sitting next to, had two names. So I'm I also have two names. It's like Florian Peter because Peter is the name of my dad and like family tradition. Mm-hmm. So it's like bah, take bah, your bah, dad's yeah. name, of dad, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> like he had the name Renier Merlin. And now imagine Merlin and Gandalf sitting next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes honestly i th- i think you guys would have had a good time though you would have like i think i think this i don't uh i'm i'm, I'm a lost words that would that would have been epic is all i could say that would have but been see, epic. now you know why i didn't tell you earlier because i wanted yeah, to yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god merlin and gandalf oh my god oh Yo, honestly, well, I I think one they made a good choice. Your mom was very smart for not naming you Gandalf. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to your mom. Um, uh, but Florian, I think is like I said, I I don't think I've heard a name so sexy in a while. Like that's a really <laughs> like <laughs> like that's that's just the truth, honesty. Like I don't know. I I feel like I, I well I'm I'm live in North America. We have the most generic names like Steve. Not not Steven, I'm saying Steve, okay? Uh, Bob, like Michael, like, I mean, and I'm not making fun of anybody's name like that. And the whole chat is just like leaving because there's like Steve and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not making fun of all, none of these names, but I'm just saying like we, it's like as generic as it is. And then uh, like Karen, like I know a lot of oh Karens, God. okay? Like I... I, I know you know what the funny thing is the very first time I heard the Karen meme I laughed so hard because I the the one Karen I know the most is exactly what a Karen definition is like <laughs> shh, like like this woman went to Walmart she bought a steak went home cooked it took a bite didn't like it and returned the cooked steak to Walmart what the like what? Yeah, she to re, like she returned a cooked steak that's been like partially eaten to Walmart because she didn't like it. Like <laughs> you already cooked it, ate some of it, just either finish uh, the rest of the thing or just throw it out and just take the loss and move on with your day. But no, no. And then the first time I heard Karen as a thing, it just reminded me of her, and I just, I just. You know, they say their stereotyping is not nice and it shouldn't be done at all. But sometimes the stereotypes just really fit the person. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it is. It just it is what it is, you know. But uh, yes. Um, hey, did you guys know that there was zero kids born with the name of Karen in 2020? <laughs> no. That name has officially Epic. been been. Uh, gone and i believe that's a baby's born named karen hold up stat <laughs> yeah stats canada statistics canada right so um, at least I, I can say at least in canada I, I can't say anywhere else but stats canada has reported that not one baby has been named karen in the year 20 uh 2020. <laughs> so not one baby has been named karen in canada <laughs> So it only goes to show how far you can take a meme to the point where people stop naming people some names. And that's I mean, why... The same goes to Germany with Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Is that a popular name in Germany or was at some point? Uh, well, it was, but you know, like, like right now it's like 
in German mean like if you name Kevin, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, so like say, that's such a Karen move. Okay, that's all right. Such an epic Kevin move. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Um, okay, so Kevin. I mean, um, in Can I don't know if you guys do it in Germany too, but in Canada, there's like a weird weird thing where um, immigrants from Asian countries uh, somehow have to like in like take up uh, an English name. So like we had a uh, Han Soy, which was one of the convenience guys, like the convenience guy owner who lives uh, the, the who runs the convenience beside my house. Han Soy is his name uh, from Korea, but his Canadian name is Kevin. <laughs> That's actually um, a pretty common thing as well if you work with Korean people. Mm. Um, so as I worked like for Korean companies before, um, like you often get to know their name and they also tell you then you but you can call me yeah 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 and, and then and they the, give you yeah, an English name. yeah 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 so that's that's something that happens very often in canada uh but i i guess now i know that it's uh, i think this kind of worldwide okay kevin is like the john of asia <laughs> no. okay okay um damn but yeah honestly i I think that having no Karens born is maybe a good thing. Maybe that will change the mentality of the of the generations because um, I'm I'm getting real sick and tired of, of people like that. And it has nothing to do with people in general. But like, I went to a liquor store a few days ago with Anna, um, and uh, there was a lady who cut in front of the line because obviously you have to keep social distancing. A certain amount of people are allowed inside, so there's a line outside before you can go inside. And this family, uh, they look like an immigrant family. They were waiting in line. Um, and then this lady comes up to them and obviously if the guy walks in with his wife and two daughters this takes space of four people even though they're only doing shopping for one person so this lady just jumps in front of the line takes off her mask I don't know why she would put it off the moment she's about to like start talking to people but she takes off her mask and starts yelling at them she's like why are you guys going in with four people you guys should leave the line like you got you shouldn't be allowed inside and then like you like you could tell these people are like newly immigrated into Canada you know like they have that look the the, oh, the daughter is the mainly the one who speaks English and she's like like maximum 14 15 and like you know there's not much anybody going on and like um I don't know this goes back to like all the time i say that i used to be bullied and then i just one day decided that i will not like to be bullied anymore and i just stood up for myself so um i decided to step in and i'm like well lady first of all can you like take six steps back because like you're really up in their face and that's not nice and then she started calling me like like spanish names but believe me she was not she was not hispanic at all and she's like what are you doing and then she looks at anna and she's like is this how you're gonna let your poppy treat me i'm like excuse me i'm like let alone i'm like i'm not being rude to you i'm like you're literally coming up in these people's face and I'm and by face I mean like imagine there's a four people standing she's like like a foot away from their face yelling at them and I'm like yo you need to like step away and like move back and she's like I'm gonna shoot you guys I'm like oh my god and like these people like shouldn't exist in this world like is it so hard for you to just let these four people go in and just wait because at the end of the day guess what happened they all walked into the store. She had to wait in line anyway. And then while she was inside the store, she was being followed by an employee because obviously the employees found out what's happening, right? You can't just claim that you're going to shoot up the line of, an, of a liquor store and then be, uh, think that everything's going to be okay. So she was followed around the thing. She still had to wait, like whatever, the extra five minutes because those four people walked in front of her. And then at the end of the day, what happened? Nothing. She got mad for no reason. Uh, did absolutely nothing productive, yelled at a family for no reason, probably shit on their day for a little bit. You know, they're going to go home and they're going to be like, what the hell was that? 
and you know like i don't know i just i feel like we live in a world where if we stopped caring for each other then there's nothing else left here for us you know what i mean and like that it's getting me a little emotional right because it, it like, oh. this kind of things like get to me like if if we stop reaching out for each other is there really anything else because at that point like with whole covid and all this whole situation everybody being locked inside being away from their family and being away from their loved ones oh tissue thank you i'll take it <laughs> and being away from their loved ones is like and then to be able to go out finally and experience some sort of outside and seeing your family and then to have somebody just come on and shit on your day because you want to go shopping together that's just uncalled for in general and like i i find i find it just a little too much sometimes and i hope that none of you guys ever have to experience that but if you do don't ever feel don't ever feel like uh, not doing anything because not doing anything is basically a part of the problem as well just saying no, so, I experienced uh, something like that, but uh, yeah, again, okay, you know, shrug it off. Yeah, and like I said, there's another thing. You, there's a lot of situations where sometimes not doing anything is the best option for you because sometimes you don't want to get involved in something that could escalate and make it worse. But if you know that you that you can keep it under control, um, not doing anything is also part of the problem. So make sure you speak out. Like uh, uh, um, I did a stream with Anna on Sunday right and where me and her had a few drinks and we just talked and chilled out and right and Anna played a, a character and I played a character and I yelled at a Anna in Russian for fun right as a meme like not even in English and then one of the my viewers was like don't talk to her like that but obviously I, I said it as a joke right but having that person come out and just say that uh openly is very nice to see because you don't see that often right obviously like it was a joke and I explained myself and everything was fine but like having a person like that is something that you know like is is very necessary in the world like people need to be called out on their actions for them to understand that what they're doing sometimes is not the right thing to do and uh, like a lot of people don't get called out and that's why they keep doing these things over and over and over again you know what i mean yeah hydrate i mean there's yeah hydrate there's um one thing that always is important to me is um because I, I've had this experience in, in past jobs as well, where people were just complaining about things, um, like colleagues, for example, complaining about things without um, giving any idea or thought of how to solve issues that they see. But they were just in this like moody, complaining uh, mode. Um, but there's like one thing that then came to mind: is like, hey, don't be indifferent; just be the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is words of wisdom um and the other thing is also what was very hard to learn for me personally is um being negative or being full of negative emotions is so exhausting and so tiring and it's much much easier to focus on the positive things um and it's also much much easier to help others to be positive than to shit on them and make them miserable um because if you put energy into something you can also extract energy from that it's like a balance of power basically mm -hmm. um, but if you put negative energy into something the negative energy just grows and um, that's basically <laughs> uh, that's uh, basically making it actually hard to be uh, like for, for me for me personally to be a genuinely bad person or like like toxic person um because I think it would just be too tiring for me to be like that. And um, yes. working with a, with a big community, um, though the cycle community is the smallest community I've ever worked with so far, um, but also one of the nicest communities. But whenever there's something like, like toxic happening or like when I get reports from people, 
from within the game that did something toxic. And I was just like, how and why yep. would I spend my energy on this? Because in the end, I have nothing out of it, just something that backfires at me. Mm, exactly. Because in, 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 in gaming, especially like, because um, I played, like I started um, uh, playing Dota back then, um, <laughs> as it was still a Warcraft 3 map. Oh um, my god. And uh, started in the German community and was pretty shit at the game because I had no idea. Got flamed in my first match, but the same person that flamed me was then like, huh, but actually you didn't shit on me because like I flamed you, so you seem like a nice person. Let me get, get you under my wings. And he then became a super successful Dota player. And him taking like me under his wings helped me to understand the game, to become better at the game. And while I was still in school, I got paid for playing Dota because a South American clan signed me and my buddies. Awesome. So I was actually like part of like eSports as it was in its infancy, basically, um, because I got $50 per month, which is not much, but as a student, it's like super ridiculously awesome. That's going out once a month, you know? Yeah, exactly. And um, it was also a great experience because like, from that moment on, it was like, yeah, okay, I'm not not only team captaining anymore, but I'm, but I'm also representing something. So it's like important that everybody has a proper etiquette because they don't want stuff to backfire at us. And then um, I was also helping the guys because they had a Danish Counter-Strike team. So due to time zone differences and so on, I was basically like sharing information with them, what's happening in the clan and all these things. Um, and... Um, the, yeah, like the, the the cool thing was like this like right place, right time, and then meeting someone who actually was someone who had toxic tendencies, but in the end was a good person as well. Um, helping you out was was just such a lucky thing for me um, because in the end, like it's like DreamHack qualifiers, playing ESL, playing tournaments, and all these things. I mean, yes, we didn't qualify for the DreamHack, but still we played DreamHack qualifiers. And it was just a super cool experience for for like late teen, like 16, 17. Um, so I consider myself very, very lucky to have these experiences. And also those these experiences helped me a lot going down the line. It's like, um, like and also like working with communities if you're part of, part of a community and try to improve a community. Um, and also one of the other things that I can only recommend, even though it's super shitty, is having experiences in retail or in work with direct communication with people helps you a lot to get a lot of like stress resistance into your daily life so like, i i um after school basically i didn't know what i want to do because um if i would have studied which i could i would have gone for like becoming a teacher for history and english because history is an awesome subject and i love history um, but somehow I saw all my friends who, who started to study already and I was like, this is definitely nothing for me. Yeah. And then because I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, um, I started an internship in retail in a store that connected one of my hobbies, like role-playing stuff and tabletop stuff and all these things with basically work life. And that was a retail job in that regard with like online, with an online shop attached to it and all these things. But working in retail then made me so resistant to stress when like something stressful is happening right now i'm like that's not really stressful because in the end it's like a very disconnected thing mm -hmm. that goes into my pc onto the screen of someone else and it's not a direct face-to-face -face, uh talk and yeah, or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, this or like a situation that that escalates much quicker 
um, because you can can put more thought into it, and also when there's like like deadlines that need to be met and all these things, it's it's just so much easier and so much more comfortable. And the cool thing is when I look at the the mod team in Discord, for example, like I, I see a lot of them also have like experience with working with people or like in more hectic and stressful situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can cope with a lot of the bullshit that's sometimes going on in Discord also quite well, yes. and it's like super awesome. Yeah, like yeah, I've and. I don't know. But yeah, Enter is toxic. Yes, true. Yes. I'm not. Uh, she's a bully. She's a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we got it at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going back to that, I mean, uh, the amount of uh, toxicity that just, I, that's just, it's a video game thing in general. Like, And then uh, one, congratulations, man. You playing Dota at that age. Hats off. I used to be just garbage, garbage, garbage at that game. I, I never said I was good. No, 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 but see, I'm saying I'm garbage. <laughs> I, I used to, but like, man, playing Dota on World of Warcraft and Warcraft Three was just so much, so much fun back in the day. The modding community in general, but the, but Dota is probably one of the OG toxic, toxic games of I've, I've ever played in. Having to run in with like, I, I don't know. I think the most toxic game I've ever played would have been definitely Counter Strike One Point Six. Um, that's probably the most yelling I've ever received in my headphones ever in any video game I've ever played because of obvious open mic conversation from both sides of the team at any time of the round. Um, obviously, this is not no longer the case if you're playing CSGO because now you only hear your team unless you're dead. But 1.6 allowed open voice chat, so you could just hear the other team constantly yell. And, uh, oof. But I feel like that you can't have a video game without it having some kind of toxic behavior inside of it and uh i don't know just going back to what you're saying when people live like saying like oh my god i'm so tired of blah 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 this and stuff like that and then you realize that like what you're complaining about isn't really much of a big problem and then like having that energy around you is not a good thing to have and a lot of it is a, is a mental state um also one of the reasons why one of the main uh, charities and organizations that support is mental health awareness um that's like one thing that is very deep with me um uh, so you don't never know like you could be toxic to one person and then like you actually could be like ruining their day on the other side of the screen let alone because uh, i mean one it's not face to face so it's very easy to to be rude to people when you know when they're not directly looking at you in real life you know so spreading positivity and awareness is very is very keen through through what i do and what i try to do um, again, you never know what person's going through, so you don't want to be toxic to them. And but um, we've all uh, been in the cycle community. We know what kind of toxic behavior happens in there quite often. Uh, uh, not actually, I wouldn't even say quite often. To be honest, it, it's it's not an often thing. I think the community is probably the the most chill community that I've ever been a part of. Um, a lot of people are just very nice to each other and just always just constantly like you know helping each other grow and I don't know playing with each other. Just just oh, just having fun. And that, that's what I think a community should really be like because at the end of the day, we're all here to have fun. We're all here to play. We're all here to just experience like new things and just uh, honestly, go, like I said, just to have fun. Like, is that so hard sometimes to do? You know, like why, why does your fun have to in- include on shitting on somebody else's fun? You know what I mean? So again, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge a book by its cover, guys. Seriously. It, it's, a, it's a saying that can go with like everything, you know? And I mean, like on the on the on the flip side, and like adding to what you just said, is basically also the one thing that is so important is like mental health issues are normal. They're like they're like nothing 
um, especially by now, we reach the point where where you can really say like, yes, they are normal. Like, yeah, there are some societies where just like, yeah, okay, of course, like, no, something like burnout doesn't exist or whatever, or like depression is just like bullshit and all these things. But no, it's not. It's just like something completely normal and something that um, can that you can get get help with, basically. Yes. Um, um, I completely agree. Um, it it's something that's that is not so hard to really think about when when it comes to things because it, it, um, mental health doesn't discriminate it affects everybody equally the same way around the world simple as that yeah it, it has no boundaries um it could be triggered from almost any like aspect or any event in your life could trigger some kind of mental health issue um let it be depression anxiety ptsd all of this stuff right so like i don't know like I went through a horrible phase in my life where like I, I thought I was depressed like almost every day. Like I would wake up feeling like I was depressed. And uh, uh, also like when I was a teenager, it was the time where like mental health wasn't really talked about that much. Uh, so like if you were depressed or some shit, you just had to grow the fuck up and be a man and just move on with your day because that shit's not a problem. But like the shit was a problem, right? Uh, it took me a long time to be able to pull myself out of that like hole that I kept digging myself further in because that was the thing. Without getting help, all you're doing is you're just really just getting further and further down into a place that's going to be harder and harder to come out from. Um, one of the things that really, 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 really was the tipping point where I could say that I've, I, I'm not going to say I cured my depression, but like I've overcome it would be the right way for me to say it, was uh, the first day I met my dog, Sky. Um, I th she's a rescue. I rescued Sky was what it thinks, but I think she rescued me in all honesty. When I first got her, she my my life like just in one day of the drive from the shelter back, that one drive changed my life for the better from from that moment. Um, I quit smoking the day after. I haven't touched a cigarette ever since I got her. Obviously, I still smoke vape sometimes. I mean, vape almost every time. You guys see me do it on stream, but. Um, I decided to do that because I wanted to live a healthier lifestyle. Um, immediately felt better about myself. And it's just uh, another thing, like, don't be afraid to reach out for help and just try to get it because it, it is there around the corner. People are trying to listen. Um, I always end off my streams most of the time by saying, if you need somebody to talk to, just slide into my DMs on Discord and I'm, I'm just right there. I'm, I'll chat with you, like, for whatever you need, for as long as you need. I'm, I'm here. I don't mind. Um, because... Uh, you never know that that one conversation could just change the person's life. And um, not to like say anything out of the ordinary or something, but there was a, a viewer who 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 wrote me, a, sorry, who wrote me this huge, huge thing about how them watching my stream daily um, made them not want to kill themselves. And that's Aww. that's probably one of the the hardest things I've ever had to deal with when I, uh, from the moment I started streaming is knowing that me without knowing myself, what I was doing was making this huge impact on this person's life. And this is like, un, um, like involuntarily, I was helping somebody through their day without knowing what I was doing. And, um, I don't know, again, this is like I said, this is the mental health is something that I take very seriously because I've, I've been on, on the mental health side. I've seen what it can do to people, my family, my friends. Like, like I said, it doesn't discriminate. Everybody's affected with it one way or another. Um, but knowing that, like, you know, the smallest thing could change somebody, somebody's life, literally life, is, uh, is very powerful. And uh, I, I will never take it to granted. That's why I'm always here if anybody ever needs somebody to talk to you. Um, 
don't don't ever take things for granted and like i said if you need to reach out to somebody just do it um if you can if you can uh, if you don't have nothing to say sometimes the best thing to do is just keep it to yourself because sometimes you know somebody could be in a tipping point and you're you're just going to be that one to push it push them over obviously by accident but still you know if you got nothing nice to say sometimes the best thing to do is just say absolutely nothing Whew, sorry that was a, a little hard for me but again um like i don't know that one big big like i don't know it it was very tough to read but it was very it was very um blissful to understand that uh, at the end of the day that you know anything that anybody can do can make a huge impact on somebody's life so if you can make if you can do better just do it because like what i said earlier if we stopped caring about each other there isn't much really left in the world anyway because i i feel like human to human contact is basically like one one that's like an unparalleled thing like from my, my many experiences of taking trips in excellent trips um i, I realize that humans are connected in ways that uh, that are not easily described by words. There's like a, a, a connection between almost all humans that is a, un, not that you can't see with your naked eye, but it's there. So be nice to each other, treat each other nicely. If there's one thing that I would like for everybody to just take away from this podcast is just be nice to each other um, and just have fun. Honestly, that's really what like life is all about. Just be nice, have fun, make friends, enjoy life, you know? That that's it. There's not much more I can add to it. Stay excellent and awesome. Yes, stay excellent and awesome. And if you're not there yet, just keep going because um, exactly. the harder you fall, the hard the the further you climb up. You know, that's what they say. So everybody goes through hurdles and obstacles. That's part of life. And you know, without the journey, there's no end goal, right? Otherwise, you're just walking. So take everything that you do with a grain of salt because um, I feel like good things happen to good people. I, I believe in that. I feel like karma is a bitch and it comes for everybody. I also believe in that. Um, so just keep doing you and don't worry. If something bad happens, it only means something good is going to happen because you can't feel good. Um, there's a South Park episode um, where uh, oh, I forgot his name. He was crying and he's like, why are you crying? Uh, why are you like crying but not sad? It's like he said, I feel I'm feeling uh, sad, uh, beautiful, happy, beautiful sadness. I think it was the way he described it. And basically, he was saying that if you don't, if you only feel sad because you know what good feels like, and without feeling good, then you don't really gonna feel sad. So it's a part of life. Um, so bad things happen, and then good things follow as long as you keep your head up and just, just, just do you, be yourself, just be yourself. Best thing I could say. Stay excellent. So, Ducky, question to you. Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. You know what? Never mind. I don't think you're ready. I'm just joking. No, no, um, no. Come on. Do it. Um, I'm going to ask for Alice. Uh, for Alice. I'm going to ask you the same question afterwards. Um, just to finish off everything, um, 2020 is over in two days. Yeah. We have two more days until the next year. Um, what would what is something that you want to have different in the next year that you could say that this year that you wanted to do this year but lacked because of obvious reasons or not obvious reasons? What's something that you want different in next year that you couldn't get from this year? Um, I actually already have done that because um, 
Starting next year, January 7th, I have a new work. Woo! Hey! Yeah. Um, so I worked at the Central Lab uh, in the last year. And next year I will start in the Cancer Research Group that specializes in intestine cancer. Ooh. Especially the small intestine cancer. So yeah, I will be working there. Awesome. See what's happened. See, that's a short and sweet answer. See, um, congratulations, hats off to you, and I, I wish you the very best and prosperity in the future. Thank you. Alice, likewise. Um, anything, uh, and if if there isn't anything, if you did get to achieve it, then same thing. What what was it? And if not, what would you like to see happen in the next year? I think that's a pretty tough one. Um, yes, it is. With uh, like, if if it will be feasible or manageable. Um, next year, I would actually like to travel more because mm. it's something that, like, this year created this urge of, like, I want to see more. I want to make more out of my time. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, there's this one, one thing that um, always makes me smile personally. Like, as I started working in gaming, I automatically started working with people from different cultures and backgrounds. Um, just because gaming companies are built like that. Um, and you understand others or you like, or basically know better. You, you have less of you of like, um, it's a different, like, uh, like Europe, for example, like I feel more like a European now than I feel as a German. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, just yeah. because you feel so much more similarities or you have such a better feeling for like different different um, countries, cultures and all these things that I definitely want to experience more of that firsthand like 2019 mm -hmm. um, before I started Jaeger I was in uh, Stockholm on my birthday for my old company hosting an event there and I was like yeah I definitely want to go back to Stockholm just because I couldn't experience the city how I wanted to because I saw a lot of things that I would love to see that I couldn't because of time constraints. Um, then, as I was already working for Jaeger, I visited an event from my old company in Paris. But it was basically just like a thing. It's like going there, going back, just seeing super little of the city. And what I saw was quite nice. And I was like, yeah, I need to go back there. And all those things adding up, basically. And you just have this longing of, I want to see more and make more out of my time um, while I can. Um, I agree with that. This, of course, next year will be will be hard as well. Um, but that's actually like one of the few things uh, that I have in, in mind. The other thing, of course, is like due to how this year was, um, spending time with people that you like. Yes. And um, appreciating this time more and like not taking it for granted in certain certain regards. Um, so basically, I think, but this is something I think that a lot of us will feel like when everything is going back it's to a normal. more normal state, that um, we appreciate the time that we have with the ones that we, where we do like even more and also stop wasting time with useless stuff. Yeah, okay. I, I think I, I, I don't think I could have put it any more perfectly than what you just said. Um, all of our plans for this year were canceled. We were supposed to go to Georgia uh, in August, obviously that didn't happen. Um, our probably our vacation and everything has been like limited to Canada, but that's something nice too, because we got to experience parts of Canada that we were otherwise never got to experience this year. 
because we were limited to staying inside the country. So we went and we did the six hour drive up north and the six hour drive east and the six hour drive west. And we got to see like these other parts of Ontario because I mean, Canada is a huge country, huge country with a super small population. So it was definitely a nice experience to just go out camping, staying on an island for like three days and just uh, just in getting to like, just enjoy the peace of being in nature. And you're right, I do think that like, honestly vacations not even just vacation just traveling in general just experiencing new and wanting more with the time that we have is something that i'm also keen to keep my uh, keep looking forward towards to when everything starts to hopefully go back to normal i know in, in canada right now we're, we're back in a full lockdown as of uh, sunday and by full lockdown i mean the only place you can go is grocery stores and pharmacies and and liquor stores because uh, apparently yeah, same in uh, Germany. liquor stores are considered very essential <laughs> which i completely agree with i think a lot i think a lot of people kept their sanity by just drinking away the problems which is uh, not healthy to do but in the times like this there's not much else you can do so i mean like so uh, definitely one wanting to travel um hopefully we can go next year just to just to even go back to georgia for like a week and then go to ukraine for a week so uh, we can see our well, families visit germany oh hell yeah if huh? we go to well if we go to ukraine uh the whole plan is that once we land in ukraine i can just rent the car and then from ukraine i can drive around basically throughout almost every part of europe or just you know, hop or hop on the train ukraine and just Ukraine is only like a three hour drive from where i live i think that's what, what I'm, that's what I'm what, what what that yeah, I think my, Ukraine is not that far from. No, you, I mean it's not that far when you look at where Canada is. I'm just saying. Well, it depends <laughs> on where you land in the Ukraine. Well, yeah, because I mean you have Poland and Ukraine afterwards, right? Because Ukraine's still in the exactly. Black Sea. Yeah, so I've been to Poland uh, three times. I've been to Ukraine twice. I've been to Georgia. I've been to Russia. And then that's pretty much it, man. I've been in America and I've been in Canada, and that's like that. That's it. That's all. That's all the places I've been in. That's not enough, if you ask me. It's not enough. <laughs> but no, if I, if we land in Ukraine, we could just hop on the the trans. Uh, the, there's a train that goes all the way through Europe from Ukraine. So yeah. So the most close uh, thing I can can create would be from Ukraine to Germany would be like eight hours. By eight hours car yes by car yeah yeah eight hours eight hours and a half and all these things and but depending that, yeah. on where in ukraine yeah that's, that's getting even longer so kiev to berlin for example that's 15 hours by car yeah uh, if you're talking about lvov which is on the border of kiev to germany then you're looking at smaller but we're going to most likely be in kiev and then that's on the edge of that's literally on the edge of ukraine on the other side well not edge it's like dead center on the other side though and then Lvov is on the border of Poland. So if you're yeah, on Lvov, then you're then you're close. Time. And if you're looking at like Dresden, Germany, all the way to Lvov, then you're looking at a pretty short drive. But again, in Canada, for me to drive from from where I live to British Columbia, it's 24-hour drive, and that's a non-stop drive. So when I when I'm looking at like driving in in through in in Europe, I don't mind that at all because. For the same amount of 24-hour driving, I can visit multiple countries instead of <laughs> driving through the same one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can Can Ferales headbang for me? Uh, that's up to him. I mean, <laughs> I can. If uh, I, before I go. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do a hair flip. Uh, Ferales, we'll do a headbang together at the end. All right, 
quick hair flip for you guys and we'll we'll end off the stream with a headbang up of that i think i think that'd be a cool way to end the stream come to italy pasta is ready for you oh hell yeah hell yeah i, I would i definitely want to go to croatia because i used to work with a bunch oh, of croatia is beautiful uh, oh i used God. to work with them with them okay go ahead actually go ahead don't worry. yeah we visit croatia almost every year and it's so beautiful i know see I that, that's north, all i heard little south just everywhere it's just beautiful yeah well it sits and i love it it sits on the uh what is that sea called let me look it up real quick uh, the adriatic the adriatic no the mediterranean's on the other side no 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 well, it well is i mean yes it's Adria connected to it yeah it is connected to that it's just yes. the same sea it's just yeah uh, but yeah, I definitely want to go to Croatia. I used to work with a bunch of Croatians and all, all I heard was you have to go to Croatia, party, party, good time, good time. I'm like, okay, sounds like a good time. I'm going to probably end up growing. Privet, privet, cream, hello. Um, so yeah, definitely want to go that. But if we're allowed to, and at that point, if, if, it, if we're allowed to want travel, because I guarantee you if I rent a car right now in Ukraine and want to drive throughout Europe, it's going to be a big, big no-no for me. I'm probably going to get stopped and told, be told to quarantine somewhere and then blah, blah, blah. I'm not down for that. I don't want to. I don't want my two weeks of, of a vacation to be in a quarantine. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no. so we're definitely gonna limit the amount of of that. But if we're allowed to next year and we can go, we'll definitely go to Georgia for a week, then fly to Ukraine, and then do a and then just drive through Europe because we'll just rent a car, start going from Ukraine to Belarus, from Belarus to Poland, then down to Germany, I can say and just go Venice all the way around. It's really beautiful. It's definitely worth a visit. And if you go away from the main street, it is completely empty and it's just, it's just beautiful. I will come to Copenhagen, don't worry. That's on my bucket list. Ever since I watched the movie Weeds, uh, the TV show Weeds, has anybody seen it where the, it's a mom that just like starts growing weed and then she all, all, turns her weed business into an enterprise and then starts killing off cartels? It's a very good show. But, but yeah, ever since they <laughs> ever since they chose the, their runaway destination as Copenhagen, and I saw like what Copenhagen looks like, I always wanted to travel there. It's a beautiful place. Let alone, I think like like that's why I like Montreal, Canada. I mean, even though it's a French speaking part of Canada, it's a little um, it's the red Montreal is considered like the rednecks of Canada by not the redneck American definition, but the redneck of the Canadian definition of it, which is like the whitest trap. Oh, no, they don't say sorry so often. No, they oh they don't say sorry at all. Like they will like no. they they're they're like they'll bike down the road, smash into you, and expect you to pay for the damages. <laughs> like oh. that's what kind of people live in Montreal. Again, not all people. It's a stereotype. And again, not all people's. But the stereotype does like 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 I got harassed by a by a homeless guy because I gave him two dollars, and he's like, "That's all you have for me." I'm like, "Bro, what?" what? Like. So, I mean, it just goes to show what kind of people live there. I'm not saying all of them, but still. Like, I, I, I try to help, and apparently my help wasn't good enough for him, so. Oh, that I actually have a funny story with homeless yeah. people. But I think when my, I don't know where he was. Um, it's, a, it's a famous street where uh, a lot of homeless people, you know, um, sit there and beg for money. And my father wanted to, to give some money, and the tour guide that was with him said, no, 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 don't give him money. He doesn't have work, but he has three houses. Three houses, mm -hmm. all paid with money that he got. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> Wait, where, where is that street? I want to sit down there. Oh, I want hell yeah. three houses. Yeah, that's not a joke. We had a, we had a CBC News, which is a local Canadian TV station, who did a, yeah, did a study on panhandling, is what they call it. 
And basically, um, they followed this uh, couple who claimed to be like traveling homeless people, right? They just travel, mm-hmm. they just beg for money to move. From. So they would uh, ask for money and then walk for like 15 minutes and then get inside a Porsche. And then just drive away. I'm like, oh, I like, I'm like, people make more money sometimes begging for money on the street. And that's, yeah. that's a scam. That's like a European scam too. Like you go to Georgia and you walk down the street and then you have people like, oh, can you like help with this charity and everything? But the charity is theirs. And all you do is you just give me money into their own pocket. And like, again, you have to be very picky where you help. That's why the best thing to do is to directly help an organization. And then those organizations actually help the people who are in need, not the ones who pretend at least. Anyways, yeah, Montreal, like I was saying Montreal, but then I got sidetracked because I literally got harassed there almost every single time I went there, like every single <laughs> time I went there. Um, but yeah, Montreal, I, I love it because it's the closest thing in Canada that resembles what a European lifestyle is like, because it's basically like a colony of France that never wanted to become Canada, but forcefully had to join. So it has all the European architecture, nice streets, nice lights, the vibe is different. People are dressed differently there. Like everybody has like a European style. And I know maybe some of you won't understand what that means. But when you come to like North America and you look at how people dress here and then you look how people dress in Europe, it's a whole different like style of choice. So it's the closest thing in Canada that we have to Europe. And thank God it's only like six hours away from you. So every time, every time we get a little... Uh, european craving we just go to montreal and just sit down and have like a nice time there because it's it's it literally feels like you're inside like a capital city somewhere in like europe just having a good time Uh, while in downtown toronto you just have these huge skyscrapers everywhere and like these nice bars on the floor in in montreal you don't have skyscrapers at all you have all these nice cool buildings and everything is like more local and like smaller and just a little more like it's it feels more european but, uh, just because they just, they still think that they're French, even though they're not. <laughs> I think we call them the Quebecois. The, you know, they actually tried to sign a, treaty, uh, a petition to split Quebec away from Canada, but they wa- nice. but and then they wanted uh, Newfoundland to be a part of Canada. Still, they didn't want to take that. So basically, they wanted to create like an Alaska America situation, where oh. where Ontario would be the border, and then Newfoundland would be like on the other side and then you'd have to drive through the country Quebec into Newfoundland and then obviously that got turned down very fast but I, like I said no no hate to Quebec Quebec is a beautiful place St. Lawrence River amazing place without without the uh, without the French side uh, we wouldn't have really won the war for independence and then we wouldn't have not been an English country so yay but I can't say anything more than that honestly like I said just be nice to people that's something the <laughs> it's a French joke. The French people don't know how to be nice, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that, that goes with every culture in every place. You can't, you can't judge an entire culture by just, uh, by just like picking up the few bad people in them, you know, because there's a lot of people who are nice. Like I went like when me and Anna went to Georgia, right? We looked like tourists because I have my long hair. We wore a backpack, wearing like full track suits, walking down the street, like in a village or something. So we, we stood out like a sore thumb. And then we had people who would like come out and they're like, hey, like you guys look, look like you're like new here. Like you guys want any help? We can give you a ride. Like we've, we've, we've we got a tour of Batumi by two locals. When we came out of the train station, we, I thought they were they. I thought they were driving a cab, but they weren't. So I like I, I hailed them down and was like, hey, how much is it for you to take me into the city? And it's like, sorry, I'm not a cabbie. 
And then he drove away and then made a quick U-turn. He's like, hey, are you guys new? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, I can show you guys around. He took us into the town. He took us to like the popular places, like the made us see like scenery. And just for like a full day, uh, he took a full day out of his time to just show me and Anna like the, what the city really has to offer from a local's guide instead of us just walking around and stuff, which was really cool and nice. Like, But like, again, you... The, those those are the people that really exist in those cultures. So you can't you can't judge a book by its cover again for the third time today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah. Hopefully we can get to traveling next year. I think that would be the coolest thing. Obviously, like just just to be able to get out of Canada, please, please. Like I love I love Canada. It's an amazing country to be at. It's it has a lot of opportunities and greatness. But um, you know you can't stu be stuck in the same place for too long. It's not healthy simple as that you know and i feel I like the, well the more you travel the more like your mind expands I, is the way i think no, about no, it no i traveled through i don't know but, yeah, but you said you go to croatia every year so that's still traveling even though you don't yeah, want to travel no, I, it's you uh, still do well, not this year but you Obviously, know yeah. i traveled a lot but you know i still you know i don't mind being at home no me neither like if, right now like you don't catch me outside like the only time you, you catch me outside is if i'm buying groceries or alcohol and that's it like that's it. That's the only time I'm outside. Like I don't leave my house, or or if I'm walking sky. I need to leave the house today because I need to get food. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. See, that's what I'm saying. You, I'm only going outside if I have to buy groceries or alcohol or walk sky. Otherwise, you won't catch me outside anymore. And before before COVID, like we'd just be outside for no reason. We'd be like, oh, what's up? What are you guys doing today? And we just go outside. We'd walk down the street, go to downtown, drop into a cafe, have a few like you know like uh, have a cappuccino and eat a, like a bagel, and then just like come home. Just chill for like three hours. That no, you don't catch me outside anymore. You know what was that? What was that girl catch me outside? How about that? Not happening this year, girl. <laughs> <laughs> outside is an evil place currently, and it's cold. Oh hell yeah, it's definitely cold. We got a we got a white Christmas in Canada, so it snowed like crazy throughout Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. We had about almost a foot snow. It was like almost this big of snow, so that was really cool. But it's goddamn cold. All the windows are closed now. I'm wearing my long sleeve for the first time on my stream this uh, this year, I think. So it just only shows how, how cold it's getting. And goddamn, it, it hits like negative 45 in Canada. So you can only imagine. I don't know. Well, what's the coldest it gets what, in Germany? What's negative 45? Is it like Fahrenheit? Or no, or? Celsius. What? That's not a joke. I'm not joking. I believe one of my one of my first times I ever went to the movie theaters in Canada it was negative 47 with windshield and i remember i'm walking down the street and like like this part of my mustache by the time i got to the bus stop was frozen and it cracked off like it cracked off like i lost my mustache because my because my nose was running and it would free and it, it would freeze almost immediately so like all of this froze and then like tick, and it just like i'm missing this part of my mustache and then i remember walking oh, into the movie i remember walking into the theater with like a blank stat like like i have my mo everything here except right here i don't have hair anymore and like i it, it just looks so weird also my first time going to a movie theater and it just like was a it, I, I felt uncomfortable because everybody was staring at me <laughs> but hey who knows maybe maybe that's the new style for 2021 you know like just no mustache in the middle but beard everywhere else. oh god no 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 i don't i don't i don't i won't speak out what i just thought <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. i will write it to middle. you though you can just 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 so you know okay and, uh, he said no mustache in the middle yes 
it's just the reverse of what you were thinking. Yeah. Yes. That's what I. Yes. Yeah, the re the reverse. Exactly. The reverse. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, like Berlin is usually like it can go as low as minus ten or minus fifteen, but that's that's it. I I like that. I can live with that because like right now. Um, hey Siri, what's the weather like in Toronto right now? Right now it is negative one. Feels like negative three right now and that's the the sun is up when the sun goes down it gets colder obviously so it's only going to get colder december is the warmest cold month of the year in canada we like to say that there's only two seasons it's called summer and winter and that's it so we get eight months of winter and then four months of summer and then out of those four months of the summer two of them is the tr transitional months three degrees okay so you're not you guys aren't that far off no, it's... i'm not built for weather yeah. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, I, no, I, can see it. I can see it. Three degrees. It's like three, and it feels like minus two. Minus two. Okay, so you yeah. guys are one degree away from from us right now. Twenty degrees is cold, Kalimar. No man, twenty degrees is like optimal for me. I got like, six degrees right now. I, I wore a sweatshirt. And I wore a sweatshirt at thirty degrees Celsius. No way. Like I remember when I went back to Georgia first time after eight years of being in Canada, and it was I think like May. And I would walk outside in like a short sleeve shirt and shorts and I'm enjoying this beautiful 20 degrees and I, people are walking with like long sleeve and a jacket, like a light jacket. And they're looking at me like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm not cold. I come from a place where cold is like negative 40, like 20 degrees for me is like beautiful. Like I could sit and tan and 20 degrees. Like uh, whenever it's summertime, my AC is set to 18 degrees. Like, that's what I find 18 degrees to be the optimal sitting sitting temperature for me. Anna thinks it's too cold, but I, I don't care. I, 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 don't, I, I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's too much. Yeah, 20 degrees is nice. I'll take it. Again, uh, wintertime in Canada just gets super cold. Um, well, we're actually about to hit two hours. I'm, I'm actually surprised we went for that long. Damn. I think uh, see when you have when you have a good conversation and you're having a good time, time just flies by. Honestly, that's actually quite true. Um, and I would also love to be a guest again, and oh. we talk about video games like we are actually wanted to do. Yes, yes. I mean, this conversation, like I said in the beginning, the podcast had the, a theme of just starting off with a cycle, and then the conversation to go wherever we wanted to go. And then I guess this kind of when it went, like one topic moved into a different topic and then that topic moved to a different topic. And eventually we just lost the original topic and ended up somewhere completely else. Now talking about the weather and how goddamn, oh, <laughs> sorry, there's a gap in the, in the, in the oh. window and it's making like the sound like <laughs> that little wind sound from the crack. So I that but again like we moved in from this to that to that and i feel like that's a really cool thing to do but definitely for us i would love to have you back here again a hundred percent ducky obviously the number one duck in the in the cycle community all the, all the other ducks are fakes you wanted to say in the world <laughs> it almost slipped out i heard that almost yes almost you're right you're you're right i was about to say that but you know all the other ducks in the psychic community are, are, are fakes. Hey, what's up, Arkite? Um, sorry you missed the first two hours. We're pretty much going to sum everything up in the next, like, three, four minutes. And, um, and, and then, then we headbang. Yeah. Oh, the headbang. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. 
I haven't headbanged ever, ever until I got long hair. And then I'm like, you know what? I, I, I headbang now. I, that's something I do now. I never used to do it before. And it's not that I do it often. I just do it now. Something I never did before. I think the last time I properly headbanged is like five or six years ago at one some concert or something. I did it more regular. Um, as I also was still like, like rehearsing with my band back then and all these things. But then at some point it was just like, nah. Mm. Yeah, I get, I get that. There's a lot of things like, you know, it's weird. Like when you're a kid, you look at people who are like in their twenties, and you're like, like these guys are not even adults. Like, what do they know? Like, they don't know what they're talking about. And then you get to this age, and then you like look back, and you're like, oh my god, is is there a huge difference between the mentality state of being a kid and being 25 years old? And I feel old sometimes. Like, I I walk down the street, and if there's somebody under the age of 20. I honestly don't like I don't want to have a conversation with them sometimes because it's like <laughs> like mostly with the Canadian ones like nowadays with all these like oh, social media and everything going around and like the way of thinking like kids in high school to me when I talk to them just they don't like sound very intelligent and then I, I and when I was young I was in the situation where I was like these 25 year olds don't know what the fuck they're talking about and stuff like that now i feel the opposite way i'm like these kids don't know what they're talking about and i'm like i don't know i feel like i'm getting old even though i'm, I'm only like 25 it's just it's just a weird feeling sometimes i don't know i don't know how to describe it but yeah yeah no 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 i know how you feel. <laughs> kids always be uh nice to elderly people including myself oh you know i never got bullied, <laughs> bullied in school <laughs> <laughs> I got never bullied at school because people were afraid of my brothers. Because they they all had really long well, my oldest brother had really long hair, always dressed in black, always had a hat on and a really long black coat. And the children were so afraid of him, like really afraid of him. I was just still normal, walking up to him, talking to him, and after I came back there was like, why were you talking to him? That guy is so scary. So that's my brother. Of course, I talked to him. And like, oh my God, that's my brother. I would never want to win, uh, to meet this guy in a dark alley. I would totally freak out. I, said, I guess. That's Sounds like a tall version of Wayward. <laughs> tall version of Wayward, yeah. Good. <laughs> oh, man. I guess so, yes. Quack, quack, but my brother has blonde hair. so. Okay. All right, um, at a two-hour mark, I think it's time to wrap this up for Alice. Definitely, we'll be back out here, and in the next topic, we'll just be a video game discussion where we talk about all things video games in general. Let it be starting from my first ever video game I played was Rayman. Anybody remember that game? Oh my god, I loved that game. When I loved it, that was game 2D, so it was a 2D, it was a 2D side scroller like back in the day. Like that, that was my first yes. ever. That's the first ever PC game I've ever played. And I would, I, I would youngling. Youngling. Oh, and then uh, Abe's uh, Abe's Odyssey. If anybody remembers that as well, I mean, they just dropped a free version of it on one of them on uh, the Epic Store a few days ago. So Myst and black and white. Love those games. Yeah. Uh, what's my goal for twenty twenty one? Dude, at this point, survive, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> Age of Empires too. Also a good game. But yeah, at this point, just survive. Um, and on that beautiful night of, uh, on the beautiful note of just survive, everybody, thank you for coming in today. Um, I love and adore you guys very much. Thank you for tuning in and having a very awesome and uh, 
non-biased discussion and thank you for not bringing in topics that we said that we didn't want to talk about which was very cool obviously because we wanted to just have a very nice flow and just kind of bounce off of each other with conversations um i'm gonna let uh Frales and ducky kind of say their goodbyes and then we'll do a headbang and we'll call it a day also if you guys want anybody f- for us to rate anybody drop their names in the chat and we can just uh, i'll i'll do the I'll, I'll make the magic happen I mean, come on! Like it's, it's, it's the, the 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 fact of like getting older also are shown in my hair. And to look here, like yeah, no distraction. See, <laughs> <laughs> getting lighter. Um, no, yeah, actually, like yeah. Thanks for having me, man. It's always uh, awesome, and uh, so it was a good talk. And I think, I think for me personally, like the most important part of the whole conversation was all the mental health stuff mm. because um people in our community in your community they they should just um not be afraid to to feel into themselves and they're like oh actually like yeah there is something wrong because like for me personally even 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 for someone like me who's always like also con- in, in the circle of my friends considered like yeah he's like the happy go lucky care bear for every everyone it's like yeah, but anxiety is a real thing. It's like sometimes when you can't sleep at night and you cannot point your fingers at it because as it was a teenager, it was like, I don't know what this is. I just can't sleep. But now as an adult who has a much better connection to his own body, it's like, yeah, actually, I now know what this is. It's like some kind of anxiety that keeps me awake because of whatever reasons. And that makes it much easier to cope with it. And then you try to find out the the reasons behind that and so on. And always important also, like, talk to people and um, reach out to others and reach out to professional people that can help you with things like that um, mm-hmm. if it's going to be really bad. Um, but yeah, keep it up. Keep it up. Always look on the bright side of life. And Calamar, that was actually one of the first favorite games of my mom. Fatal Labyrinth. Is that the one where you picked the... Yes. I never played it, but I know the game. They need to make like old generation consoles come back, like they did with the PS One and the Atari, or not the Atari, the Sega. The, we need we need old classics back into my into the mainstream. That'd be cool. Um, Ducky, any last uh, few words for today? Be nice to people. Yes, don't just be. Just be nice. Don't be like. Don't make just because you have a shitty day. Don't make their sh- day shitty too. Yes, and don't be like Duck. Yes. <laughs> don't don't be a bully. To be honest, I was a bully. Yeah, see? It's <laughs> cool, it's cool. Not now, not now. I'm nice now. I'm nice now. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Hey, look, we all grew out of, like, um, you know, people who say that people can't change is not true. People can change. It is it is a thing. Some people just don't want to change. Yes. That's the difference. So, um, what, what you were when you were 12 is not what you are when you're 22 and not what you're going to be when you're 32. It's simple as that, you know. The, the times change, so do you. Simple as that. Um, so yeah, look on the bright side, learn from your mistakes. If you can learn from other people's mistakes, but obviously you learn best from your own. So don't feel, don't, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to take risks, uh, take everything with a grain of salt and just keep your head up and just keep pushing through because at the end of the day, like I said, the harder you fall, the higher you climb the next time. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, we have either Tikuna or Fanzi. Which one do we rate today, guys? to send off the to send off the good vibes for the rest of the day what do you guys think 
I mean, um, um, we started with cycle, so let's do the cycle and okay, end it with cycle. Okay. So frenzy. Frenzy it is then. Okay, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, while this is happening, me and Feralis will just bang our head real quick. <laughs> um, Done. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my hair is a mess. And on that beautiful, beautiful note, thank you everybody for tuning in today. I love you guys very much. And we'll see you all on the next podcast.